On this episode, we get into some of the benefits of recreational tree climbing. We also tell a lot of stories about big tree climbing. We uh, had a lot of fun. We also get into some tips and tricks. Hopefully, everybody enjoys it as much as we did. We were definitely joking and laughing quite a bit. And with that, we're going to take care of some business and then get right into it. Hope you enjoy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or uns cited copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. A wise man said, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Old DB said, none of you better look at me funny. You know my name now. Give me my money. Why do you make your way up into the canopy? If you've ever been 300 feet up a tree, looking at the top of a forest 100 feet below, you know it's almost religious. That being said, it doesn't get much better than crushing a big job with a great crew where everybody makes money. Where do these ideas intersect? On this episode of the Tree Thinking Podcast, we climb into these topics for fun, all while getting it done in the synergy of work and wreck climbing. All right. So uh, on this episode, we're going to get into uh, how wreck climbing and work climbing can kind of help each other and how it just, I don't know, it makes an awesome job that much more awesome if you're having fun. And we're going to look into how that works. And... Uh, when I was getting ready for this episode, it reminded me of a story. And so I figured I'd, I'd start off this episode. And before we do that, I, let's have everybody introduce ourselves. Uh, my name's Andrew. Uh, my name's Rob. I'm Jamie. Becca. And Corey. All right. And uh, so the story I was going to get into, uh, it, was, it was quite a while ago, and there was a client that wanted a big redwood tree removed, and the redwood was, it was probably about uh, four feet away from a primary line. So it was right next to the primary line, and the way it works here is if you're within 10 feet of the primaries, you need to be a power line arborist to work on it. <laughs> and it was this big old redwood tree, and, you know, 30 feet up of this giant tree, it's four feet away, so... We, you know, call them and say, okay, how are we going to do this? Our client wants, you know, it was their tree in their backyard. The client wants the tree removed. It's right next to the power lines. And so they said they had to come out and remove the tree till it was 10 feet below, uh, 10 feet away from the power line. And it made this really kind of weird situation because they also said they weren't going to remove any of the brush. Their policy is we just leave the brush where it lays. You know, there's a whole backyard and a garden under there. Is that still how they do it? They just leave brush? It's different every time in okay, my experience. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they do, other times they don't. Yeah. Yeah, it it was at a time where the, the a new company had just got the contract for the power work around here 
And I think they were trying to lay down a standard like, hey, we don't haul the brush, you know, and they, they just wanted – yeah, nice gig. Yeah. <laughs> They'll clean up <laughs> every day. <laughs> cut, cut and drop, man. Just yeah. cut and drop. Well, you don't even have to make proper pruning. That's right. <laughs> no, no. Damn right. The top of fucker tree. And so, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till you hear about the top. Oh, but so they, they're sending this mass amount, I mean, these giant redwood branches down, and they wouldn't let us in their work zone. And so they were hauling the brush to the edge of the work zone, and then we would haul it from the edge of the work zone to oh. the chipper. It was this weird, the crew, yeah. there was there was a total disconnect between our crew and their crew. It was me and uh, Dave Perry, <laughs> the bloke. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> and uh, so we're just kind of hanging out, and these these guys from the local power company, they were just so negative. You know, it at one point, you know, like I said, there was a total disconnect from us. And one one of the guys on the crew was like, you look like one of those climbers that likes to climb on the weekend and does competitions. <laughs> and I was kind of like... You loser. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I kind of appreciate my craft that way. It's <laughs> but, yeah, it, those guys, their mentality was all wrong. And I think that's where it came from. They had this attitude of, like, I'm here to work. They, they would take, you know, and I... I work for the city now, a union job. So, you know, they pretty much make us take breaks. You're, you know, and we get most of them in and, you know, we're better than any other crew. We, we kind of take them when we want. And, you know, there's a lot of crews where you have to take them at this time. And that's how they were to the point where they would come out of the tree to hang out in the truck for 15 minutes, hmm. you know, and none of them were happy and it showed in their work. They smashed the fence under it, just dropping stuff. And when he sent the top, it dropped and rolled off of the primary lines. Like the, he just let the top, top fly and it went back on him and landed on the primary lines. And I have no idea how it wasn't a ball of fire. Oh <laughs> rolled, yeah. It was, you know, and it, that, that guy coming to me and being like, you're one of those climbers that probably loves your job and goes to competitions. It's <laughs> like, interesting. man, what a burn. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, Ooh, what God, burn. what am I going to do now? <laughs> I guess I'm just going to keep loving my job and doing it on the weekends. Yeah. And that's the story that I kept coming back to when getting ready for this. Cause I mean, that, that sums it up in so many ways. And, and that kind of leads us into the stories from the field. So you guys have any uh, good rec climbing Work climbing stories. Yeah, I do. I just want to say that's probably not all line clearance guys. No, you know, just yeah. that yeah. one and crew. Yeah, you know? definitely. <laughs> I, I know some awesome line clearance guys that work for the same company. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And yeah, by all means. Some crews just have a vibe. Uh, a matter of fact, <laughs> shout out to the line clearance guys. I'm actually getting ready to do a episode on line clearance because those guys have a job that I don't want to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the guys that do it right are freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, well, my story, it pertains to the topic in that uh, we climbed a giant, beautiful white oak, me and uh, Charles of Urban Arbor Care, and we were chasing mistletoe and deadwood. And this thing was just full of mistletoe, so we had to get out basically on every single branch of this super sprawled out white oak. Just super fun climb, you know. I think I had two different tie-ins, and each one of those, you know, had multiple <laughs> redirects on it. And there was at one point where I was trying to get over to another lead to redirect to work, you know, that column of the tree underneath it. Hope I can paint this picture right, but I remember 
rec climbing with you, Andrew, in our, our, our big leaf maple, our rec climb tree. Yeah. And there was a move where you ran out. You did a limb walk on that branch in the upper canopy and then hopped over to the other stem. And then that's where you could do your redirect and say, work that column of the tree. And it's something that maybe I've done when I was climbing, but I didn't like, it wasn't like registered as a move that you would see in the tree. You know, I usually would just like descend down, swing over to that stem and then, you know, muscle my way up. But I saw, I saw that move in this white oak. So I, I climbed, I limbed walk in the upper canopy on this limb that was like, you know, my wrist size to get over there and then hop over to this <laughs> thing get my redirect and work that column and I just thought of that I was like oh yeah I remember Andrew showing me that and that was bringing a rec climb you know skills things you learn into into work yeah and you probably kind of made that that connection because you were up in the tree with me and I think your perspective is different if you're on the ground watching someone climb and waiting for the next branch and thinking about the brush that needs to be hauled and all the things we do on the job you're not analyzing it the same, but if it's just you and your buddy and you're up in a tree, you're breaking it down and there's kind of like a, I wonder if I could do that. Or yeah. I wonder if he's going to make that, you know, it, it changes that headspace. And it's, it's not even just that it, it's, it's the change in the headspace, but it's also, well, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of the change in the headspace because you're not, you don't have a schedule. You don't have a client. You don't have a, you know, six other jobs on the, on the docket that you have to go to. Like you're just out there rec climbing and you can just be like, Hey, I want to limb walk out onto here and try this or do this. Mm-hmm. If you took your first swing on the job, that would be. Chainsaw hanging on. That's your first time. <laughs> yeah. Did the picture I paint make sense? Where normally to like get out to a different lead, you'd kind of descend and then like push off the main stem, swing over, grab it and like, muscle yeah. your way yeah, up yeah, yeah. whether this was like limb walking where you're like halfway up the other stem you want to get to and then just like a hop over a, a really cool move the first time i saw you do it i was like well, yeah of course yeah like, one of those moments yeah <laughs> you know? yeah my uh my story from the field is kind of like an attestment to how wreck climbing and work climbing can meld together sometimes last week i climbed a southern magnolia for a job, just like a little bit of, you know, pruning for getting some airflow and shaping it, shaping the canopy a little bit. Gosh, those are some gorgeous trees and they really lend themselves. They're really easy to climb, like double rope, you know, it's work positioning. Generally, I'm very awkward with, but it was very nice to me. And I just, and the sun came out that day. It had been raining all morning (laughs) and then the sun (laughs) was like poking through as I was cutting more. I'm like, oh man. And and just the th- thing about it that is the reason that it's my story from the field is that the day went by so fast. I felt like I was playing. I felt like a little kid. You know, yeah. I, I still had my handsaw, you know, and was uh, doing my job. But the day went by so fast. One one minute it's, you know, 10 o'clock. The next it's 3. Yeah. And uh, it was just, yeah. It's tree time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> and past exactly. lunch already. <laughs> That's the job at the best. When you don't even feel yeah. like you're working, you're like, oh, sweet, I got a challenge today. And you just, you know, you're completing these goals and just crushing this challenge, yeah. you know. But I would have climbed that tree for fun, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would have easily climbed it and, and done a little pruning just for fun. So that kind of cool how they kind of sometimes overlap each other mm-hmm. yeah our job is fun <laughs> <laughs> unless if you're unless you're that one line clearance yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a bad yeah. attitude yeah. 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 bad attitude 
Who else has a story? Yeah. Gosh, I you know when I I've been thinking about this a little bit, getting ready for the podcast, and I was like, gosh, it's hard for me to really differentiate between work and wreck because of the guiding and so much of the wreck climbing that I've done has been guiding. Yeah, your company bridged that gap. So it, right? yeah, it it basically you know there's like a a moment where you're getting ready to do the climb, like wreck climb as a guide, and you're like, all right, you got to flip the switch. You're on guide mode now. And it's a different mindset than, you know, flipping the switch and going to prune a tree where you get into that mindset. And uh, so it is kind of, it. I wouldn't say it felt like work to do the wreck climbing, but it's not like it was when you and I were in, I'm, Speaking of Andrew, yeah, we're climbing the trees when we were kids in the backyard in the fir tree, yeah. making forts and like trying, like literally having battles where we're like protecting the fort and trying to like get like, <laughs> yeah, knock we, the other person out of the tree. <laughs> to fight in the tree, <laughs> yeah, without yeah. harnesses or anything. <laughs> like, to me, that's wreck climbing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say we'll have to do that next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I would say uh, guiding is is work climbing. Totally, but, but you're you're facilitating a wreck climb for someone that doesn't have the skills. That's one of the reasons I think the industry hasn't taken off as far as a, a wreck climb industry because you know even something it like is work. Yeah, <laughs> even, even something like surfing, it's a lot of work, but it's kind of fun playing in the water. And <laughs> when you're tree climbing. One, to learn the skills to use the equipment safe, you know, you're not going to just pick that up. I mean, now you can, it's getting easier because you can get videos and with single rope technique. But what yeah. PTCI did is it allowed people to go to these giant trees and climb them and not have to figure that out. You know, you were teaching them how to climb. Oh, yeah. Then you were, you know, they would get up there and there'd be a tree boat already set up for them to hang out in or sleep in in a lot of situations. And it, it's 100% work. I remember guiding climbs with you. Yeah. And it, it being, you know, mentally exhausting in a way that tree work, you know, in the field isn't. Because you've got, there was times where we would take 50 people. There'd be a school and you'd just be going up and down with kids. Wow. And, and all those kids are, it's crazy. You're responsible for, <laughs> and, and then you're remembering when you were a kid and like the shenanigans that we would have pulled off. I mean, we would fight in the tree, you know? So you're like, okay, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was wild doing the, doing those, uh, educational climbs, uh, where we would take the school groups up. It, you'd have a school bus full of 50 people show up. You know, and you just watch them one by one come off the bus. And it it was a really interesting time for me when they would show up and get off the bus because you'd be, like, kind of sizing them up. Like, who's going to, you know, be the problem kid that's distracting (laughs) everybody? And who's going to, you know, you just kind of get a feel for what you're getting into. And then getting to know each one of them as they climb up and and, kind of everybody reacts differently and has a different experience. So you kind of open up in a way that you don't normally because you're in a new environment. All your senses are seeing something new. So it puts you in a different mindset and, and watching the kids have fun there. And, and I don't know. It, it, I've, <laughs> I've got a wild story from those trips. Nice. We, uh, <laughs> what was, where's that place we went to out 126 between H. here? Andrews experiment. No, out, out towards the coast. 
the oh, camp. Camp Lane. Camp Lane. We were yeah. out at Camp Lane in those big furs there, right? Uh, really cool spot to climb, and we had tons of kids. I don't know if you were there that day. It was. I know Chris Borg and Mom were there. Nice. And I was taking them up and down, and, and so I, we were taking. We'd take like four or five people at a time because it was just me. There was no one up at the top way in, so I'd just take like five kids up. And then come down with, you know, we'd hang out for 15 or 20 minutes and just talk about the tree and, you know, the forest and that stuff. And then we'd come back down and we get uh, most of the way up and we were probably going 120, 150 feet off the ground with these kids. you know. <laughs> and we get about 80 feet up and I see somebody pull in the parking lot and go over and start talking to Chris and mom. And there's obviously something <laughs> going down and they're going back and forth. And, you know, we didn't have Senna's. We didn't have two way radios or anything. And then Chris starts yelling up to me, you got to get him down now. Oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah. And I'm like, uh oh, and they're like, they're going to blow some dynamite across the river. <laughs> oh, you got to get him down now. So I start, you know, all right, kids, let's go. And I'm like getting them on. He, the guy's like, there's a five minute timer. on the dynamite. <laughs> oh. And and I was like, I'll do my best, but I need more time. And they were able to bump it up to 10 minutes. They're like, all right, I, can, I think I can get you 10 minutes, but you got to get them down now. Wow. So I'm getting these kids from the, just the two ascenders onto uh, Petzl ID. So one, I go over, put the Petzl ID on, test it, wait it, make sure it's on right, take off the ascenders. All right, head on down. Chris will meet you down there. Go to the next one. And I get to one of the kids, and he doesn't have his Petzl uh, ID with him. They uh -huh. forgot to put it on his harness when he went up. Uh. And so I'm like, oh, shit. So I just take my Petzl ID and put it on <laughs> on his harness and send him. And I send him all down, and I always keep a figure eight with me on my harness. Always keep yeah, a figure always, eight because in an emergency, right. it'll get you down. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this is proof because I that's all I had that left was, was that, that or a carabiner. You know, uh, a munter hitch on a carabiner. Exactly. Oh, Real that, fast. That <laughs> that Petzl Piranha was hot when I got down. <laughs> let me tell you. But we, we got all the kids, and they're like, all right, you got to find shelter. And so we there's big A-frames there. So we got all, all of us got in the A-frame, and then, boom, it shook everything. Wow. And, like, <laughs> chunks of rocks. No, I, yeah, this is for real. Chunks of rocks came flying through the canopy, breaking oh. windows. And there's, there's still dents in the Dodge. You know those dents oh, on the yeah. hood? Those yeah. are from rocks coming flying across the river and hitting the car. Whoa. Yeah, it was... Oh. On, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how much like Batman did you feel? Uh, when you got yeah. out of the tree before the bomb yeah. I, Not at all. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. There was, there was no Batman in my mind at all. Where's your ID? <laughs> 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 oh, it was, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why there was that mental weight on my in my mind. <laughs> After that, I was like, "Oh no, what's gonna go wrong?" <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, there's there's a good wreck climbing. <laughs> but in in that situation, I was very much working. Oh yeah, you know that's yeah. different than like if we go to the park and we go climb a tree. There is none of that. Like I got to do anything except for hit my shot and have fun. Mm -hmm. You know. What, what is the setup like on those? Did you guys normally have multiple ropes hanging in the trees? Like you said, you took up like five kids at once. Mm -hmm. So you would just be ascending with everybody the whole would have way. their own rope for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Unless you usually, I mean, it depends on the tree, but usually everybody would have their own rope. 
sometimes we would set it up to where people would be on monkey tails and just like anchored into the the tree on tree boats or portal edges okay uh but like 95 percent of the time you'd, you'd have them all set up i guess when we do like big overnights with like 14 people at a time then we might just have seven ropes mm-hmm. and people would like go into anchors mm-hmm. but but usually you have your own rope it's kind of um there's a sense of security oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A rope to get down yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. did people i imagine freeze up like how often would that happen or did that happen um, less than you would think but definitely not uncommon yeah <laughs> the, the trick when someone would freeze up i always found is get them talking about their pet okay Aww. ask them oh, about yeah. their pet or ask them about something at home and you you don't what you do is you just get them talking and you sit for like four or five minutes just on a rope. And it usually it'd be, it's not very high. In my experience, they, like the people that freeze up would freeze up at like 20, 30 feet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And then and you just sit there with them and talk. And then you just do one jug up and just without like prompting them, you just do a jug up. And then next thing you know, they're doing a jug up. And you just wait a couple minutes and you do, yeah. and just keep them talking. And next thing you know, you're just both climbing and talking. You yeah, know? yeah usually awesome. you can tell uh, before someone gets to that point, mm-hmm. uh, they'll they'll start like looking. They won't focus on one thing. Their, their eyes will be bouncing around all over the place and their uh, their breath rate will increase quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Fire, a fire flight kind of kicks in. Kinda. Yeah, they start yeah. kind of looking around and, and having short, quick breaths. And uh, when you start seeing that happen, you distract them. And you yeah. know, I'd, a lot of the time I would try and, like, find an ant on the bark of the tree or something or have them mm. narrow Focus in their, yeah. their vision on, on the bark and the trunk. And that would that would kind of, like, take care of vertigo or mm. yeah. that kind of a thing. And then distract them, like Andrew was saying. And um, sometimes that, that wouldn't work. They'd be too far gone. Sometimes they would be somewhere else in the tree and start panicking. And you can't really tell the the pre signs and then you just show up and they're like frozen and literally can't yeah like talk or move and yeah and then you just tell them to look at you in the eyes yeah <laughs> just look me in the eyes man <laughs> look me in the eyes and yeah. you just hold that eye contact like just staring in each other's eyes and then that'll bring and then you say breathe with me <laughs> Start breathing again. and yeah. then they they come back and and sometimes they'll work through it and keep going and other times they have to go down but yeah. Either way is okay. Yeah, and and we'll do an episode on big tree climbing for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you they know. and they usually never regret it. Like yeah. pretty no. much never do they regret it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that's quite an experience. Oh, wow. it, it, we we just need to do it sometime. We need to do a, a tree a thinking camping. Sh- yeah, get dynamite, oh, yeah. go camping, and <laughs> just blow up a tree next to us. Just <laughs> on blowing the dynamite. <laughs> Dress like the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got these characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Anybody got else got uh, stories from the field? Um, you know, ha- one way that rec climbing helped uh, my work climbing is getting work. Um, you know, when you take people climbing, then, uh, they usually, you know, if they're local, they want you to prune their trees too. Ah. So, or do birthday parties for their kids or, you know, it, once you, once you get that relationship, then, then they want you to take care of their trees. And, and let me throw something else out. Uh, uh, Pacific Tree Climbing Institute was the name of the company that you ran for years. Yep. 
and it was fully insured, fully bonded. We had, you know, there was permits uh, for all the climbs you did in the forest. So just understand that there's steps you want to take before you just start taking people <laughs> up big trees in the woods. Take your bus full of kids yeah. out the yeah, woods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it. It was, it was very much legit the way we did it. Yeah, yeah we, we actually, we were the first ones in the United States to have permits on the Forest Service or have awesome. uh, limited liability insurance oh. for the activity yeah. that I know of. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Let's get into the discussion. And I'd say we just started off by uh, calling Dan up okay. and uh, seeing what Dan has to say about it. Our kraus. <laughs> in the middle of a tree. <laughs> Corey's actually laughing at that one. That, that one was bad. We got to record that. I'll get, get that queued up for when you call us. <laughs> Thanks for laughing, friend. Just, just this once. Don't get used to it. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good. How are you? Ah, doing pretty good. We were just kind of uh, joking and telling stories about some of the big tree rec climbs that we've done in the past and thought we'd call you up and uh, see what kind of stories about rec climbing and how rec climbing affects work climbing and see what your opinions were on this. How rec climbing affects work climbing? Yeah, or just whatever, whatever direction you yeah. want to go with it, you know? Uh-huh. Well, you know, when I first started competing, um, I would say I was going out to practice. You know, people think you're crazy, right? In the industry, oh, you're, you're, you've been working all day, you go to practice? Yeah. Like, you know, it's a big joke. But, yeah. but it wasn't really practice. You know, it was, they call it practice, but it was more rec climbing than practice. Yeah. You know, I go to, I go to a, a park and, and just have fun. You know, no, no pressure, no no saws, incognito. I'm just kind of cruising around in the trees, and so um, that that wreck climbing. That was my wreck climbing when I got started. Was uh, was that what I called it practice? But uh, and it was, and I'd work on little ideas, you know, I'd daydream on stuff and, and, and try to work it out or whatnot, and play with the throw ball and stuff. So. Yeah, rec, yeah, rec climb. People, I remember people talking about this. It just doesn't sound as doesn't sound as fun as rec climb, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Actually, on a rec climb, I think it was, I want to say, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. We went to the rendezvous in Southern Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that when I first met you? Uh, I, that's when we first hung out. I think we had kind of, you know, had a couple conversations at competitions before then, but I think that was when uh-huh. we first kind of hung out. I remember climbing a big pine tree with you and just having a blast. And I think you told uh-huh. me the same thing at the time, you know, we, you, we were just yeah. talking and you're like, man, you know, cause I was picking your brain about, you had just won the world championship. And I was like, Oh, this is uh-huh. an opportunity to ask this guy some questions. And that's what you told me is like, Hey, you know, I love to go to parks and just play with the throw ball and, you know, just, Play in the trees, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you still? Yeah. Do you no, still go out and rec climb or practice, Dan? Or uh, not, now now like, it's more. Now it's more rec climb. Now it's not practice so much. Now it's like real rec climb, where we're like, oh, we're gonna go and we're gonna have fun in this tree, maybe with some more people, or right. maybe spend the night, or 
you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of that rendezvous, though, remember, um, wasn't it you that was like, hey, I heard they call you uh, Bone Crusher. They call me Fluffy Bunny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I remember somebody was like, yeah, the, this guy, he's the world champion, and they all call him Bone Crusher. And I was like, I'm, I was talking to him. I was like, I'm going to introduce myself as the Fluffy Bunny then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was funny. They were like, no, you're not. And as soon as – I think it was, as soon as he said, no, you're not, I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun back then. Uh, I, I remember it was a, just a forest of trees, and uh, Toby brought out uh, a couple yeah. different climbing systems, you know, and that was one of the first times that I went from the, the two ascenders, one over the other, into having uh-huh. the top ascender with a foot a sender on it and so we were you know trying to out different the systems tree frog. yeah the tree frog system and uh yeah, yeah that- that's right i remember that too and i remember yeah i was trying that out too and i remember thinking well this is cool because even when i'm kind of struggling around branches i'm inching forward because every movement my ascenders are kind of going up so uh, yeah it's cool yeah yep. i remember because they had on the the early systems of that, they had the chest crawl. I think a lot of people still use the chest yeah. crawl for that, but I didn't have a chest crawl, so I just would tie my French prussic there, and uh-huh. so I just I'd climb up, and because I love double rope, it was kind of perfect, because you just climb uh-huh. up and your knot was already tied, so I just lanyard in, and then have yeah. them untie it on the ground, and I'd just pull my slack, and I'd just be ready to go, and I yeah, it just blew my mind. It was like holy smokes single rope meets double rope and you know yeah that was one of the big kind of evolutions for climbing for me Uh uh-huh yeah you can have the ground man hook on the saw at the same time and pull it up to you exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah 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 that so uh how how often do you think you go uh big tree climbing uh, not that often. I have a big cottonwood. Uh, I have this piece of property. My daughter just ran by me. <laughs> a big piece of property. and uh, Well, not a big piece of property. But I have a big property and has a big cottonwood tree on it. And you wouldn't think cottonwood would be so great, but this one's a really nice one. It's like the best cottonwood. <laughs> it's really big. And, and uh, uh, big wide branches. So we've been up in it a few times and I spent the night in it a few times. So nice. that's, that's been our rec climb. Boy, speaking of Toby though, I went on an awesome rec climb with Toby once. We went down to, uh, California and we helped out Steve Sillett down oh, there in the Redwoods. Oh, cool. And they, uh, they have these two, like, they're like the two tallest twins, like really close together, Redwoods, 300-something feet each. I forget exactly the numbers, but they're like the tallest twins or something. And we were working up there, and uh, we brought up our tree boat, and he was taking samples of stuff and measuring stuff and doing samples, and we are helping him out, and we're, we worked up there, and then... We uh, 
end of the day, we busted out our tree boats. There are three of us. And um, Toby traversed over to the other redwood, which was, you know, stone throw, you know, right, real super close. So he traversed over to that, set up his tree boat, and the two of us were in our tree boat. So three of us spent the night. And up in the tops of the redwoods, it's, it's so comfortable. The limbs are so big and flat that, and they're so, it's just, you get so comfortable that the saddle comes off, the shoes come <laughs> off, just climb around barefoot around the top of the tree. It's nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yo. And then, uh, so we, so we spent the night up there and we had some wine and, stuff and then um the moon came out and it lit up the whole valley and then the next morning we wake up and we could hear this uh chink 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 and then sure enough here's uh steve Sillett's uh wife marie he comes up there's a hot coffee and, and biscuits for oh, us nice. for damn <laughs> delivered to the top yeah. of the tree man wow yeah, so we had breakfast, and then we uh, spent the rest of the day working in the tree. So we were in the tree, like, uh, two days, one night. Wow, that's so cool. A five-star stay at the top of yeah. a redwood tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's probably my coolest wreck going yeah. there. It, it, but you guys do a lot of that, right? Pacific uh, Climbing Institute. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've we've climbed a lot of big trees and spent a lot of nights up there and you know listening to your to your story brings me back <laughs> it's been a little while you know i i've actually i've gotten more back into the arbor culture for the last uh four four years or so pretty solid um but we we did you know we operated for about 15 years and took uh took a lot of people up every year and you know, really, really succeeded in a lot of the kind of goals that we originally had, and now I'm I'm having fun doing doing arborist work. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, but it 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 was definitely uh, cool meeting you at the rendezvous, and uh, I remember just just hanging out in the parking lot, getting to know you, and talking to you there, and having having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tree uh, guys are great, especially <laughs> guys who go uh, and, and do stuff, you know, do fun stuff. You, oh, know, yeah. you know, there's a certain crowd that is just like work, but, you know, they don't really have a passion. It's more just work. But uh, then there's a certain crew that's just cool people, you know? Yeah, I, I started this out by telling a story about some guys that were almost accusing me of being one of those arborists that likes to climb on my free time and do competitions and stuff. And it was like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, kind of who I am as a climber. <laughs> but yeah. And we, right. I know there's a, there's almost a stigmatism like, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny thing. You never see certain companies at conferences. They're like never, ever there. You know, they're just, completely separate yeah 
Yeah. And it's, oh, it's well. crazy. You learn so much at those conferences, you know, it, it be, makes yeah. you a better climber, makes you a better business just all around. It, <laughs> it kind of blows my mind. It's such a small investment in a long-term picture of what you get out of it, you know, but Hey, yeah. some people are caught in the short term, I guess. They don't want to lose yeah. that weekend. Yeah, they don't know what they're missing. Yeah, I was just right before we called, I was saying we need to do a a tree thinking uh, ret climb. You know, and I think the last time I saw you up at the conference in Seattle a couple years ago, we were talking about doing a a big climb at H.J. Andrews. And as soon as uh, COVID's done and, you know, the world is uh, good to travel around in and hang out and and whatnot, we're going to have to do a tree thinking climb and all get together and have some fun, have some breakfast, yeah, some coffee at the top of a tree somewhere. <laughs> Just bringing the coffee. Oh yeah. There's, there's a tree up there that I actually named after Andrew's daughter, Malia. Yep. Uh, because, uh, Andrew's wife, Lacey was in labor while I was rigging it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and it, when I, when I climbed up the first time, uh, and measured it. it. It measured out at 299 foot one inch. Oh wow! And and so wow. now eight. Malia's eight or it, that was eight years ago. Yeah, Malia's and eight, that so. was also the same day you met your wife. Yeah. And that was the same day oh, I met my wife. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, climbing that tree. Yeah, but uh, wow, you've got to go back to that tree. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to see if it's 300 feet. You oh, know, yeah. it, it only had yeah, 11 been, inches to go. I'm sure it had eight right. years. It's you know, the 300 foot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got to see if it if uh, Malia's 300 feet now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was stressed when we ha- we had uh, big fires up uh, by Blue River, which is where H. J. Andrews are wow. or is. And uh, I was stressed that HG, I was like, not Malia. <laughs> I never got to climb Malia. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah, well, luckily, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't make it to Malia, uh, silver lining. And, and so we'll, uh, we, we still have time. We'll, we'll keep you posted, wow. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Count me in. Cool. Right. Nice. Right. Nice. Well, you got any other thoughts on, uh, on rec climbing? Oh, uh, I don't know that pops in my head. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's the best advice so far. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming on and uh, sharing your stories okay. about coffee at the top of a redwood. All right. Right on. Okay, Andrew. We'll good talk night, to you later, buddy. Yeah, thanks, talk to you later. Have a good one, Dan. Later Bye. on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I swear when he was talking about the noise first thing in the morning, I thought he was going to say, and then the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I swore someone was going to blow up. Yeah. But coffee is better. Yeah, yeah, much better than dynamite in the tree first thing in the morning. That was exciting. The only thing uh, about... Drinking lots of coffee in the morning is it make, makes you have to go pee, and a lot of the times in the morning your pee bottle's already full. <laughs> <laughs> Headache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did that once. Uh, you know, in the beginning when I was when I was first starting out uh, doing the guide, and I would rig the tree the day before, and you know, I just took a leak at the top, not even really thinking about it, and then the next day I was climbing up, and I was like. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get a 300 foot garden hose. Big funnel. Yeah. You might be onto something there. <laughs> that that was a pretty wild story. Getting up to the top of a redwood tree and just taking your shoes off and your yeah, saddle yeah. off. Yeah. And yeah. Oh man, having some wine. <laughs> Taking the saddle off that yeah. high up is. How's that tree romance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> usually, yeah. usually what I've done is uh, just take a piece of webbing, and just yeah. put it around my torso. Yeah. And just put that on and instead of wearing the harness while I sleep. Yeah. There we go. That sounds and a lot more comfortable. When you do it, when you do it day in and day out, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. can't have. And you're not have a rules to always stay tied in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> At least while you're guiding, I've definitely. I uh, had my nights uh, similar to what Dan's talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. As well, <laughs> Although I'll tell you what, when you're when you sleep up at the top of those trees, it is the best night sleep of your life. Oh man, I still haven't slept in a. Like, I haven't either. I know, and no. I really yeah, want to. We should to. all go do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I've got a big fur at my house. We yeah. I got a portal edge and tree boats. Camp out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. Can yeah. Do a camp out of my house. Sarah, we'll, we'll chug up the line oh, with yeah. some breakfast. <laughs> 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 we get some dynamite in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> that morning I got thunder. some of that too. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. Got the shed on your demolished too. Yeah. Well, Malia was three hundred feet tall. I remember the first. Time I had alcohol when I was in a tree. It was like, it was a ret climb, right? And we went up this. It wasn't a work climb. (laughs) (laughs) Most of our first time was a work climb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely the first time was definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we brought a little. My partner and I brought a little backpack up with us, and he had like a little flask. So I was just like, ooh. Is this a lot? And I remember Scott Altenhoff and uh, and Tim Kovar were in the tree across the way from us, and mm-hmm. they totally were like, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> like, I don't want to. I feel bad, like obviously drinking out of a flask <laughs> in front of these like two really badass wreck climbing arms. Yeah, yeah. I'm but sure nothing they haven't done before. <laughs> I know. She's yeah. like, don't tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got my hair uh, stuck in my rope runner on the way down. Oh. <laughs> And sober. Yeah, as someone who's had long hair and climbed trees, that can be yeah. rough. You know, it was fine. I just like ripped it out and I Sometimes. was like, some bird's gonna have a really nice nest with my DNA as a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Well, to kind of get into the discussion and uh kind of work into some of these points. Uh, how do you guys feel? Uh, well, I guess we kind of got into how rec climbing helps work climbing. Any other little uh, bit, but I think the pressure's not on. Like you yeah. were saying, there's not yeah. the timing like to get this done. So I myself say a new piece of gear. Like it's better to get that dialed in, you know, on a rec climb on your free mm. time than like yeah. try to scramble with it at work. Like my rope runner. I just got this new rope and I got to dial it in. So it's just kind of been in my bag until I go um, <clears throat> do a little rec climb and get that dialed in or a new technique. Like I remember when I was looking at retrievable redirects, um, I kept looking them up online and I was like, oh, I should try this. But then you're in the work setting. You're like, this isn't smart. Like I need to 
wait and, you know, do this. So, you know, low and slow and a tree in the park, figure it out. And so many times I'll figure out that technique. And then that week at work, I'm like, oh, this is perfect for it. And you could do it. And it just ups your efficiency for sure. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Go play around with new stuff, like new toys, new tricks that's in your tool bag for the next time you're climbing and just makes you that much more efficient at work. You don't always have to use those, those things. You know, there's tricks I've learned completely forgot about and never used, but there's ones that you grab onto and use all the time. And like rec climbing is that that's where to do it, you know? And I feel like it's, it's, you need more of them. You need to just do it more and more and more. And then you build those trips and tricks and yeah, you're going to lose some of them like you're talking about, but if you get enough of them, it's going to make you a better climber. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and you lose them and then you remember them later. That's definitely happened to me where I've, like I'll see somebody do something, I'll be like, I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome! And then and then you get all stoked and start doing it again, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then you do it for like a week, and then you forget it again. <laughs> that's happened before too. But I think Dan was kind of keying in on that when he was talking about getting ready for uh, competition. So you get up in the tree and kind of imagine different stuff, and you know, think about these things. And yeah, there's no time crunch. You have there's no pressure. You have all the time in the world to sit up there and daydream about. Weird moves you're gonna pull off, yeah. <laughs> and, and try them. You know, you're yeah. like try them where you, there's not a client watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're much more likely to like run out that branch and then jump over to the other right. scaffold if you're like, eh, worst case scenario, go for a swing. Yeah, you know, and not go for a swing while somebody that I took a little bit of time trying to convince I knew what I was doing is now watching <laughs> me swing upside down. <laughs> Another thing is new, new, new climbers. I remember the company I used to work for, new people would come on and you'd get them in the tree rarely, you know, when it made sense, the bid was good. It was a small tree, you know, and it was just a bit of a struggle, but you could tell they were fired up and wanted to do it. So a few times I'd be like, all right, well, let's go to this. I was practicing for competitions anyway. I was like, let's go to this park, you know, on the weekend. And you would just see them just level up each time we would go and spend a full day out there. Oh yeah. So that's, that's a cool thing too. Like invite a new climber. Yeah, the first time I climbed was a rec climb, and it was with Eric DeBoard and Corey here. And it was really funny because it was like, whoa, is that like a 280-foot tall? It was it well, was it was old growth. It was old growth. It was over 250. It was probably 260, 70. Fine. Maybe. Make it shorter than <laughs> I said. <laughs> it was like it was almost 400. Like 700 look, look, feet, if, whatever. Look, <laughs> if you're over 200 feet, they're all the same. That's I mean, true. That, that's it was point. a gorgeous tree, but, you know, it and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and it was, and then, so any other time between then and I, I um, did a little tiny bit of tree work for like a family friend, which was the first time I did any actual working in a tree instead of just climbing it for fun. And that's yeah. what, and Eric was there with me too. And he sent me up a chainsaw and I was just like, Okay, like, you operate a chainsaw on the ground, you get super used to it, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're, like, in the tree, you're, you're, I only had to make one chainsaw cut, but I just remember being like, whoa, <laughs> this is different. Yeah. Like, how, you don't have anything to stand on sometimes, yeah. and you're, like, yeah, and everything is moving and swinging, and, um, yeah. But I think, back to what Jamie was saying, rec climbing is a really good way to get into it. And yeah. I know that's, that's definitely how I decided that this was going to be something that I wanted to do and and yeah it's invaluable to take people out and just see hey you know think you're into it yeah. are you afraid of heights 
I remember one rec climb we went on in that big leaf maple again, mm-hmm. and I kind of had an objective for you. I was like, we're going to get to the top of this tree with just moving rope. We're not setting any throw lines or anything. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. You just I think advanced, I figured out how to limb walk that day, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, don't try to balance. Like, lean back. You yeah, have yeah. ropes. I'm like, oh, yeah. No shit. Okay, right. Great learning tool. I had fun and, you know, yeah. climbed, you know, just had fun climbing around and teaching teaching yeah. Becca yeah. some stuff. I, I think I think rec climbing is invaluable. The first time I ever even climbed a tree with ropes that was, you know, just free climbing a tree uh, was actually in my first day at work for the private company that I worked for. He sent us up into this. He had a big leaf maple in the front of his office. And so he sent me and another guy up into this tree and just had us do this like little limb walk to just kind of see. It was smart on his part because you would kind of see if we were actually cut out for actually climbing. Um, And it was just a good way to kind of break the ice and say, hey, I'm going to set this rope. You go up there, you do this. I'll be up there with you. It'll be great. And I mean, that kind of just lit the fire. And I've been, you know, coming to where I am right now from that. Yeah. Wow. I want to say, I don't know if I made it clear. We were alternating our climb lines and our lanyards. Not that oh, we didn't oh, have any lines set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> monkey tailing your way up. Yeah. 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 You're climbing yeah. with your teeth. That's yeah. a, <laughs> it's a fruit <laughs> technique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of going back to that, though. Do you though. remember when Penny uh, held on with his teeth? That was on the cliff, though. What? Yeah, that was the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right, you tell funny. the story. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Long time ago, uh, Penny and and Hornerday and and I went up to uh, uh, it's Road 19 to Williger Hot Springs. You know the uh, road up the McKenzie there. You were looking for an old gold miner's cabin. Yeah, yeah. the The story was <laughs> there was a cabin up above the this cliff that used to have a ladder. That was like an old rotten down. wooden ladder The you could see the bottom of this ladder yeah. kind of off the side of this cliff. Huh. And that was how the old gold miner got up to his cabin and back down. It's, you know, like a hundred foot cliff or something. And, uh, <laughs> no big deal. There's Whatever. a couple, couple of uh, trees that are growing off the side of it. And um, so, so Doug climbed up and we were just double roping back then. That was before we, anybody did any single rope. And so, Doug set up a double rope, and Penny climbed all the way up it and didn't pull his slack. Whoa. <laughs> he just he just pulled. He just kept climbing up and just kept climbing up and didn't pull his slack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but he got to the top yeah. and he and he like his He's his hands out. started seizing up. He was pumped out and he couldn't he couldn't hold the rope anymore, so he just bit it. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> 100 feet up a cliff, <laughs> holding on with his jaw. Wow. <laughs> and I can't remember. I think he he didn't even pull his slack. I think he, like, reached over and grabbed the tree that the rope was over and pulled himself and shimmied up the, <laughs> up the cliff. Holy <laughs> Barely made it. Man, who is his dentist? <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah, ever in a pinch, yeah. <laughs> fight the rope. Full on, yeah. He held. Wow. Best asunder there is. It worked. <laughs> The Tree Thinking Podcast does not recommend you fight your own. <laughs> Seriously, though, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, Penny's, uh, Penny's cut from it's a different awesome. cloth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes me think, too, is like for rec climbing, I feel like the gear is a lot different. Like you're set, you know, you're not going to, well, 
I don't know. You're not gonna use. You're not gonna use a gree gree to descend from an ornamental prune. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a gree gree with me on every job, and I use it on every job. That's funny. That's how we used to do single rope. Really? Yep. Yeah. We'd always I mean, have a gree gree with us. It does make sense. Um, but you know, it's it's like a really good or like a ri- or an ID too. You know. It, yeah. It makes a ton of sense if you're coming from like 200 plus feet up. It is Descending. way. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I, I never got into the, the Grigri when we first were single rope and I'd stuck to double rope as long as I could because yeah. of the Grigri. And when it switched over to having the rope wrench and, mm. you know, that's when I started actually working the tree more single rope. Cause you know, I mean, that changes the game. See my, yeah, I, maybe I'm biased because yeah. that was like the first thing I ever used, but you're right. Yeah. You have to like change hardware while you're way up. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you can't go back up and it's only going down. Yeah. So I, yeah. But I, it doesn't like burn your ropes or burn your prusik or burn yeah. your hands or get your hair stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've worn through several Grigri's. Literally <laughs> yeah. worn through them. Yeah. I know plenty of folks who have too, then. So, yeah, there's that to, to reckon with. But, you know, and obviously, yeah. SRT, I think, is more popular for big climbs. Yeah, well, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah. yeah. Unless it. you're that one person that put the bicycle in that giant sequoia. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, talk yeah. about rec climbing. Talk about rec climbing. Stories from the field. Stories from the field. I was just telling my coworker about that. We drove by that tree. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is there another bike up in there? Several. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. I know what we're doing Monday, Andrew. It's a trike. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trike. Do, do you think I'd get in trouble at work if I get ca- got caught putting a bike at the top of that tree? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You yes, just you announced would. it. I got you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You got I got yeah. you guys. All right. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so this was a giant sequoia, probably, what, 90 feet-ish? Somewhere around there. It was right 700 next. feet. It was yeah, 700 yeah. feet. It was the <laughs> tallest tree that has ever existed. Um, it was right next to a skate park um, at Amazon Park, yep. right? Amazon uh, uh, Pool. And somebody, this was like the beginning of COVID, if I remember correctly. Like we had just come back to the field. I do remember that because yeah. you, had, you texted me a photo of it and I hadn't seen you guys in a couple of weeks. I yes. think so too, because there wasn't like regular tree work going on, and it was just yeah. like an odd no, job. yeah, yeah, do. because we were working in the parks, I think, and it was like, hey, we need the tree crew to get out of the parks and do. What, what do you need done? We're, yeah, we're exactly. There. All right, let's do it. <laughs> we're, we're there, and we sh- roll up, and there's literally a bike at the top of this tree, yeah. tied top. on with a sweater at the top. Tied on with a sweater. <laughs> tied on with that a sweater. detail, I do not. It, it was, think I ever got. Yeah, it was right next to a bike park. So. The first thing I thought was drugs. There, there were just some dude on drugs, and he was just crazy. But the more I got to thinking about it, it was right next to a bike park, bored kids. It was a giant sequoia with an easy ladder climb, just bored yeah. kids. Well, some fun. I it, <laughs> like. I could definitely see like me and the right friends back in the day, see having an old bike and just like somehow getting that. I wonder how high we could get the bike in that tree and yeah. just go. You know, really like you. I could see doing that with that high up with a bicycle. It's a giant. Oh, sequoia. I could see me, me, Brett, and Mark back in the day easily doing that. A hundred percent. My theory, 
is they got some speed and just launched it. <laughs> <laughs> just built a ramp. It. Yeah, yeah, well, they were by a skate park. It was yeah. a yeah. very not, you know, it, was, it was missing the wheels. They probably fell off in flight. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Or they landed up there and then took the wheels off and threw them down just to confuse us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Got their sweater off. It yeah. could have also been aliens. It was probably aliens. It probably yeah. was. Did you just throw the bike out of the tree? Yeah. yeah. Two, two or three times. Yeah, yeah. it kind of got caught up and got caught up. Uh, it would have been great to, like, rig a speed line and have the bike. We talked about you know, it. set oh, up we, right we, so it just we, looks like it's right. Ride the <laughs> well, bike down no, the speed line. Flip into <laughs> the, the speed <laughs> line, have your climb line, and just <laughs> send down with the bike. Uh, next time. <laughs> Pop, popping a wheelie the whole way. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell so you what. I guess what. the point with that is, like, you don't have to, like, it's not like you can only climb a big tree if you use SRT. You, you, yeah. can, you could free climb with a bike. If you're Chris Sharma, you'll just uh, grab the bark and yeah. climb right up the That bark. Red Bull video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Talk about wreck climbing. Yeah. yeah. Makes me feel like a little baby. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to uh, post some pictures on Facebook and Instagram, because I'm sure you still have those pictures. Yeah, if not, good. I might have some on my phone. It, it's on my Instagram. It's uh, uh, Shieldco21. Sweet, yeah. yeah. Oh, you should send me those. Yeah. I'll yeah. If cool. I got some, I'll send them to you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm sure eventually I'll get fired, and when I do, I'll I can have one last <laughs> gift for Corey, and it'll be putting the bike at the top of that tree for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're assuming Corey's not going to get fired for. <laughs> <laughs> I do assume that I'm going to get fired before Corey. Uh, yes, for sure. It's probably a safe assumption. You guys could get fired together. We could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you doing tonight? Putting a bike in the top of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's different levels, and we've kind of gone over this. Um, but what do you look at the different levels of rec climbing? There's backyard or park trees all the way up to old growth trees. And what, what do you think the different lessons you learn in different trees? Uh, for me, you know, a park tree, I'm going there to practice to either, you know, like I said earlier, dial in a piece of gear, you know, practice for competition, try out a new, you know, technique or whatever versus the old growth thing. It's the experience. And, you know, it's not something I've only done it once, to be honest. And it's that's just what it was. It was the experience of going all the way up there. Yeah. Moving around the canopy, being at the top of the forest, you know, 300 feet up. I feel like for me anyway, because I haven't done it, obviously, as much as uh, you have. Um, but for me, the old growth experience is a lot more akin to a work experience because you I just feel I feel like I have to be a lot more tuned into it. It's just because yeah. I haven't been up in the canopy hundreds of feet up in the air consistently like every week. It's something I do once a month or once every three months or whatever. So it's not it's not something that I'm extra familiar with. So it, it just adds a different level to it for me versus like just climbing a, a tree in my backyard. I'll just go out and do that in the afternoon. But I feel like a wreck climb with a, an old growth, it's a, it's a whole production for me. Yeah. I think it kind of changes your headspace when you get up in a tree like that. You know, anything over 250 feet, it kind of gets the adrenaline pumping in a way that work doesn't anymore. You know, like you've been working so much, you get used to it. Even like sending big tops on furs and stuff just becomes part of the daily grind. But then when you're, you know, when you're up, you've climbed and you've all of a sudden seen these 100-foot furs and now you're above them. 
and then you're a hundred feet above them and you're looking down and you're like, holy smokes. And the trees like swaying and you can like the, these hundred foot fir trees in the forest look like these little trees. They look like, you know, like little Christmas trees and yeah. it kind of gets the adrenaline going and, and it emotionally and mentally, it, you know, you're just using so much. And that's why you sleep so good when you sleep in those trees is because you're shot at the end of that day in a different way. Um, and so I think the big trees for me, you know, it like it's a it's an experience where, like you were saying, Jamie, you know, when if I'm climbing in a, a tree in a backyard or in a park, a lot of times I'll set a goal. I'll be like, you know, this is a cool tree with big limb walks. I'm going to just try out these limb walks and, you know, jump around or I'm, you know, I'm trying different things out and it's just kind of playing and having fun. Mm-hmm. It, it, I found that it's been a great way to uh, to get to know somebody is to share a climb like that. Oh yeah. Um I mean I I think you were on the climb from the guy from Bo- with the guy from Boston. Yeah, that's a memorable one, man. Oh, that guy man. was a character. <laughs> I mean, you are. get to know these people. Oh, <laughs> this guy in particular. Shout out to from Boston. Yeah. He so that guy wow. uh he took care of he did all the climbing at Fenway Park. So he'd climb the big oh, green wow. monster. And oh, so cool. he had all kinds of and he was an animal. Oh, he yeah. was a wild animal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. He was there with his fiance. Was it his wife or his fiance? Uh, fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just remember. Yeah, who knows where they are now? Like <laughs> they're probably still engaged. Yeah, yeah probably at the top of a flagpole or a tree or a <laughs> ship mast or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His wife was I'm all like, "I'm in here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember climbing and she was all like, yeah, we were in the tent last night and I was real scared because there, I heard some animals outside. She's all, you know, she's there. She's like, we're city folk and you know, we're in the middle of the woods in Oregon. I hear animals and I'm like, honey, I hear animals out there. And then he's all like, yeah. And I was like, they had the real animals in the tent with you, honey. <laughs> He's on the baddest animal yeah, out here. Yeah, you ain't got then, nothing to worry about. He starts going, oh, <laughs> and growling and barking and stuff. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, he was such a character. Oh, yeah. So just the people that you meet, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. The, sharing that experience is really wonderful. But I think one of the more memorable parts of the red climbing was the uh, – we would always get have kind of a routine. You take take them up, explore the canopy, go to the top, you know, check out the limbs, and then get settled into the tree boat and eat lunch, you know. And we'd give them a sandwich and uh, chips and drinks and stuff. And then we would then because you're tired from climbing and you just ate a bunch of food, then you're tired, mm-hmm. you know, and wanted to take a nap. So we would pretty religiously take a nap for like an hour or two in the middle of the day and uh there were times where where uh where you you would like i would it was a really interesting feeling where i would almost be paralyzed like i was asleep but i would be like awake like i would be conscious and i could even like open my eyes at times just barely yeah but I've never had it happen on the ground. It's only oh. happened while I was in the tree wow. to where it's like a sleep paralysis almost, yeah, but yeah. you're kind of awake. And and then when a big wind, you know, if something 
Or if they were like hollered at me, you know, hey, Rob, hey, hey, I need something. I would always wake up. Yeah. But if it was just calm, I couldn't. Wow. Yeah. You know, and so that was probably one of the most profound kind of reoccurring experiences that I, I would have up there. And uh, and it was it was really something else, you know, yeah. that that kind of almost trance. Yeah. I, I that's kind of what I was talking about though, where it like changes your mind state being oh, up yeah. in the up in the tree and people open up. People oh, will start yeah, talking to yeah. you about like think they're like, I've never told anybody this. I don't even know why I'm talking about it right now. Oh yeah. You know, and it there's something about being up there that just kind of messes with your mind and open I think it puts you in perspective because oh, you know we're the lots and lots of times. Yeah, we're I, just little ants climbing these giant creatures in the woods. And I think yeah. it makes you realize like, yeah, we're nothing. Speaking I, of ants on giant creatures, like when you do a big rat climb and you're way up there and you see an ant or a spider, yeah. or a oh, yeah. thing, you're just like, this thing has never touched the terra firma. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. This thing doesn't even know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like with the, the earth. Doesn't know what dirt is. Dirt is. Yeah, yeah. right. It's like only. Canopy dirt. Canopy dirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aerial dirt. And Aerial. that, I think maybe Aerial. that's kind of leading into that. That like wow, this is a it's an entire different world up here. It's 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 in its own bubble. Each individual tree it has its own ecosystem. Yeah, and that to be a part of that, even for a few moments, is just invaluable. It's yeah. priceless. That's the word we were yeah. using earlier. We got to schedule one of these. Yeah, I'm Jones and no, I want one of those tree naps Rob is talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, right, I'm right there with you, man. So maybe with the fusion review, are we doing a big big? climb or what are we doing um i don't know because i i was talking to nick and he was saying uh that maybe f it not do as big of a thing for the fusion review for the part of me uh maybe not do as big of a thing for the final fusion review um and instead uh do like a quick final review although uh, uh kale sent us an email the other day talking about uh you know, for the final review, maybe do some, like, you know, see who can set up the fusion the fastest. Okay. And then, like, do a, you know, a big swing and try to land on a spot or do some stuff oh, like that. that so sounds fun. Yeah, we'll probably play with a couple different ideas like that. And, you know, okay. we can think of our own also, you know, and uh, just kind of kind of make games of it. That's And fun. then just do our final review. I mean, we've gone over so much. You know, we the first one, we, everybody was kind of like, this is amazing. The second one, we had put enough time on it to where we could kind of pick it apart a little bit. And now I think it's just make a cool video, do some cool stuff for them, and then just we'll give our final review. Cool. And then we'll save that big climb video for uh, for whatever we come up with next. Great. Yeah. We yeah. should do a, a podcast up at the top of a big tree. Uh, yeah. So all we need uh, to yes. do is get a power source for this thing. Because this I, is well, battery power. Yeah. 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 We can, we can make something. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. so yeah. I've actually been – who was I talking about with it? I, maybe I was talking to Scott or maybe I was talking to you, but there's the spruce that overlooks the ocean mm. yeah. that has a big platform. I'll, yeah. We could run a, I think there's oh. power at the base so yeah. we could run extension cords up that we could have chairs. We could all be sitting. That would be ideal. Dude, that and would be so that, I, That's what I was thinking we should do. 70 feet up. And yeah. it's cool. Cause I mean, the whole thing sways, you know, the ocean breeze, the whole forest is moving in front of you. It that might like, be a good one to see if we can get Dan to come out on also. Yeah. That'd be fun. You know, we should, and we just should wait we till all... we have a storm. And yeah, yeah. The storm. You call yeah. this a storm? <laughs> we need some lightning. <laughs> the tree <laughs> thinking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah. tree. Another thing about rec climbing is introducing people to climbing, right? Yeah. 
and that that tree with the platform i had taken it was you uh we spent a weekend there right yep, yep, our, yep. Our, our significant others and i uh, us and my girlfriend hadn't really climbed at all you know i've taken her up once or twice and this tree they have rigged up with a ladder that goes all the way top and it's rigged so you can pull your climb line up and there's a ladder that goes up to a platform that's built 70 feet up so it's like super friendly to a new climber to get up there yeah and then be nice and i mean comfortable enough because the platform's moving oh, and everything it's, you feel like you're so in the you tree still yeah. feel the canopy yeah. but you got a platform you got solid ground you know so you didn't camp when you went we camped there but not up in the tree okay cool yeah yeah, cool. yeah. nice just, yeah we went we went and camped up there that's such a cool spot yeah, yeah so cool but yeah rec climbing is a great way to to bring new people up and to experience that and that that tree in particular is pretty friendly for a new climber that might be a good spot for the uh, the first tree thinking camping trip, definitely in a nice. tree camping oh, yeah. trip. Yeah. But we and should plan one with Dan. Yes, yeah. to well, do Malia. Yeah. Oh, we'll do that too. We'll yeah. do that too. We can do both. Yeah, it's we sick because we'll Bruce. Make both we'll make them both. Yeah. What's the big one uh, right down the hill from there? How tall is that? <sighs> it's got to be pushing three hundred. I. Th- Man. Like it was like two seventy or something. Yeah. You know what? It's, There's only one way to know, and that's to climb it and measure <laughs> it. So. We, we found it, and I've got a, a GPS point for it. So next oh, time that we'll other yeah, we, yeah. There's nope. a couple. Are you there. talking about the one on the property? Yeah. Uh, this the big tree that's on the property that's down the hill from the platform. That's the one I was talking about. But then Corey and I made some bushwhacking <laughs> adventure to go find another tree off in the woods. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. In the same area. Yeah, in the same area. And it's yeah. even it's it's it might actually be close to the same height as that first rig one that's down low but this one's up on the bridge hill so you can you overlook everything you know and that kind of leads into one of the other things about big tree kind of climbing and exploring there's been more than one time where me and rob have gone scouting trees and had these giant trees that we're going and looking for and sometimes you don't even find them but you're just with a buddy driving logging roads having a good time and that's part of that whole experience is, like, the journey to get there, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, like uh, Becca's first recreational climb and the hell, hell march that we had to do to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get into there. <laughs> I swear to God, we crawled over so much blowdown and just old, shitty jackstraw. That was cross-country. Yeah, that yeah. was. With, with all of our tree gear on. It yeah. was it was funny too. With the tree gear on, you were hiking yeah, with the harness had, like, on. Whoa, no, no, no. Oh, I th- okay. With, <laughs> with, with <laughs> why were you doing that? <laughs> it was more efficient, Andrew. We just yeah. knew we you had to climb. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Just all the rope. Beds Tripping on land. <laughs> and it was like almost like I don't want to exaggerate and say it was a ninety degree. It was a ninety it, degree, but it yeah. was intense. And the whole, you know, I was like, I'm tough. I can do this. Yeah. And then the, to do the climb after that. But yeah. I actually, it was like, it wasn't, it was very fulfilling. It was worth it. Oh, it's all part of the adventure. It was yeah. absolutely. You know. I earned that beer. And, and we Hell have a story. Yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and we have a story. I like, we're still talking about it. Yeah. Right I know. Can't stop. Can't right. stop. Won't stop. <laughs> Do you think you've done more rec climbing than work climbing at this point? No. No. I, well, no. Okay. I think I've done more work climbing than rec climbing at this point. Okay. Um, that with that in mind, though, I am just like I was saying earlier with my stories from the field. Sometimes climbing for work feels it kind of has a recreational aspect oh, yeah. to it, you mm-hmm. know. 
especially when it's like a very nice tree. Nice it's day, a, nice tree. Yeah, it's like a broadleaf evergreen and the sun's out and it's like the end of January yep. and you're just like, wow, it's <laughs> like. <laughs> I think that's why we all do this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get a tree that's like a really, even if it's not like an awesome, super tall, old growth mega climb, it's still in some ways inspirational and it makes it feel recreational rather than for like me, a work climb. For me with, with trees, I feel that it's all about the character of the tree. Uh, you know, I, I can climb a 30-foot tree and just love it every bit as much as some of those old growth trees if it has great character to it, if it has really unique stuff that I haven't really seen in other trees or just something so unique that's just very um, very individual to that tree. I feel like that will pull, you know, pull me into that climb a lot more mm-hmm. than even some of those those big hundred foot climbs or oh, yeah. two hundred foot climbs. Yeah. Like how does how does because you're a newish climber? How does your yeah. rec climbing transfer to when you're at work? Like, do you feel like you level up each time you oh, go out and do it? Absolutely. Or do you feel like the opposite? Yeah. Like your work climbing. Levels up your rec climbing game. Right. So I'd done like three or four rec climbs before I did a single work climb. Mm-hmm. And the first work climb I did, I was it was my, also my first time doing double rope and not using SRT and not climbing a huge tree. It was like, so, you know, naturally I'm like, this tree isn't even that tall. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't even need to set a basal anchor. <laughs> like, yeah, I got this. And then, like I said, you know, you, you get handed the chainsaw. <laughs> and like, you, as soon as it starts... You know, rumbling. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 now I can cut off my arm. <laughs> <laughs> shit just got ripped. Yeah, yeah. As soon like as it, it starts <laughs> rumbling. <laughs> 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 the dynamite blows. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it didn't. Um, but every time you do that, you gain more familiarity with it. So I guess, long story short, I think that doing those few rec climbs before I had a work climb made me <laughs> more comfortable because I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm in a tree. This mm-hmm. rope is holding me in a tree. Yeah. The thing that was scary to me was, now there's a fucking right. chainsaw right. in the mix. <laughs> 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 um, this, this thing literally has explosions right. inside of it. <laughs> but then even since then, you know, I mean, and still the thing that I struggle with being relatively new is like work positioning, which mm-hmm. you you generally, I mean, you can pretend when you're rec climbing, but unless you're actually doing a work climb and you're, you're That's like true. having to put yourself into yep. awkward positions and to make a proper pruning cut or like to, you know, reach something that you wouldn't, you know, if I'm rec climbing something, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to go out on the most awkward scaffold. Yeah, you're going to set, <laughs> you're going to, your objectives are going to be the fun spots in the tree. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Here, not like. <laughs> the hardest thing yeah. you can do like yeah. you want to make yourself feel cool when you're yeah. having fun so my but first climb ever yeah. was on with with ropes was a work climb uh, did you guys all rec climb before you ever like did a work climb it yeah. was work but more like picking cherries for than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah as a kid no i remember the first time climbing was in that cherry tree in the backyard yeah and uh like with ropes with yeah. ropes yeah. yeah 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 we climb up you know it's probably going up like 40 feet or 10 yeah something like that Aww. and we and they would then would give us the harness like the Child harness labor laws what are those he, he would show us how to advance the rope 
and be like, go and get the cherries <laughs> at the top. <laughs> yeah, scamper up the tree. Yeah, we just start climbing. Yeah, come up. <laughs> and it's funny because, uh, so our our sister is 13 years younger than us, 13 or 12. When she was probably four or five, we'd put her in a little harness and I'd climb up the tree with her. And she'd be tied and into her mind. Yeah, I would climb out, and then I would extend her out further <laughs> and have her pick the cherries I couldn't reach. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and she loved Lower her. her yeah, no, she <laughs> loved it. You know, she was fully tied in, so I'd just, like, move the rope out. That's and sweet. she'd be, well, and I'd be, like, getting tired holding her out as far as I can and holding onto the branch. And she'd be sitting there just eating the cherries. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, yeah, put them in the bucket, put them in the bucket. Would you consider that a rec climb or a work that's climb? Work. Yeah, that, that's, that's work. work. Yeah, that's yeah. work. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're eating the cherries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It depends on what part of the climb it was. <laughs> <laughs> the bucket cherries were work. The my own cherries were wreck. <laughs> my first climb was a work climb, and it was a maple. One branch was coming off. You know, wide open drop zone. I just started working for this company. You know busting my ass on the ground and finally it's like okay let's get you to climb see how you feel about it we set a moving rope system and i have a foot ascender and that's it i just get all the way up to that one limb and then the boss tells me to limb walk out there so i just i remember my system was like slack i'm just holding on to it and just like kind of walking out (laughs) like all my weight on there yeah just i remember getting up there and he told me to put my lanyard around something. None of it was making sense. Just total fish out of water thing. And then, you know, kind of get comfortable a little bit. And we send the saw up and then make the cut. And I'll, I'll never forget the first time you feel the branch lift up after mm. the, the brush yeah. releases off of yeah. it. You know, he's like, yeah. you're going to feel a little bit of a pop. And it's going to lift up a little bit. So oh. undercut and then top cut. Pop. Yeah. yeah. You got to kind of have your a little, uh, you never want to be straight legged. You know, you a little bend in <laughs> yeah, the knees. Yeah, bend in the yeah. And that way, you're, yeah, your way. knees can be the shock absorbers for it. Yeah. yeah. But if you get your knees locked up, it's going to send you flying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Finished that limb off and came down. Just had a blast. And I don't know. I, I wasn't thinking about it at all. But I remember the next day I had burns on my wrist, rope burns on my wrist from something I was doing. I don't know if it w- was when I was ascending or descending. I was just so focused on what I was doing that I didn't even think about that or realize that that was happening at, yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Saw it the next morning, like, oh, geez. <laughs> burned, my, burned my wrist. Yeah. You're having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> or fear, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That fine line. Yeah. yeah, very fine. I think one of the things that I've, you know, learned the most from, and we've touched on this a few times, is the competitions. You know, that... That's, you know, I consider those very much a rec climb. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're networking and you're doing it for work sometimes. But, you know, it's getting out there and learning from other people. And so it's not just rec climbing with yourself, but, you know, find other good climbers to rec climb with. And I think that's a big way to kind of up your game. It's why I rec climb or why I started doing it, you know. Yeah. When I think of rec climbing, I just think of going to the park and climbing trees. Not necessarily the old growth climbs, you know, just because that's not something I've really done. Yeah. One thing about climbing competitions, I've been to climbing classes, like seminars, you know. Mm-hmm. You, pay, you pay quite a bit to go to them, and some of them are good. But a climbing competition, it's like 65 bucks to enter, or you can just go and watch for free, and that's yeah. honestly the best, like, climber training you're going to get. 
That's you know, watch said. the best in the world. You know, my first comp, I got to watch Dan Kraus swing yeah. around. You know, I watched his work climb, and I, I had a rope wrench, but kind of, I just got comfortable with moving ropes, so I hated. I was like, you know, didn't want to do it. I didn't want to learn it because I just got comfortable with this thing. Why do I got to learn this thing now? Yeah. And then everyone at the competition was swinging around on a rope wrench. Even Dan Kraus, the world champ, I was <laughs> like, okay, there's something to this. So I did that work climb with a rope wrench, and then forced myself to like learn it now i love it and use it all the time yeah but yeah it's the best training for free or compete and pay 65 bucks that being said i've been at many competitions where i'm competing and someone just comes up and starts asking me questions you know and the conversation ends with him being like man i'm a climber and i didn't want to spend the money i didn't think i'd compete and i wish i did you know i mean it's going to be tough if you're a climber and you go and you love climbing and you go to a tree climbing competition and you don't get to do all of it uh, I saw that look in your eye oh, yeah. at the last competition oh, yeah. in Eugene. I think you had something for some reason you didn't sign up for that one. And it, I remember you showing up, you, like you just had a little bit you could be there for. So you just showed up and you were just like, Oh God, I want to do that. I could do that better. I, I could hit that throw ball shot. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> well, maybe not the throw ball shot. You know what I love about climbing competitions is that like every person that goes, everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, get it. like, oh, oh just, totally." Like, you know, great story. So it was Portland comp last year, the last one, I guess. COVID has me all messed up. <laughs> we didn't have them this year; it was the year before yeah, in yeah. Portland. We're at some nice park. There's like a rose garden there and stuff. So someone was having a wedding <laughs> right next to all the trees going on. You know? and we noticed. There's people filming, you know, it's a wedding as you do. And all these tree people are just yelling, yeah, get it. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it light, nice and smooth. Ring that bell. Ring that bell. (laughs) They're watching their wedding video later on, just shaking their heads. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's why we got a discount. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Can you guys think of anything else on the uh, rec versus tree climbing subject? Anything that anyone wants to bring up before we move on to uh, pruning and climbing tricks? No, I just, I think it's important to go do it if you want to, you know, really up your climbing game. Yeah. Just as as Dan said, just do it. All right. Well, uh, a lot of times we do gear review right now. Uh, but I was talking to some people that were listening to the podcast and they said they wanted to hear some uh, pruning tricks or climbing tricks. And so I thought, hey, if that's what the people want, then we'll we'll try to give them something. I don't know that it's going to be mind-blowing pruning or climbing tricks, but we'll, uh, we'll kind of think of what we can think of and try to orient it towards the rec climbing slash tree climbing. Anybody got any ideas or uh, want me to start it off? Go for it. You know, I think uh, one thing that you and me, Jamie, were talking about earlier was kind of uh, when you're work climbing, challenge yourself in a way that you might while you're rec climbing. And my thought was, you know, don't bring the pulse up up right away. Instead of like finding a spot and climbing out, you know, with a pulse on, just cutting all the deadwood around. You know, maybe challenge yourself and say, hey, can I run out to the end of that branching and get that deadwood and then run over and get that deadwood and run over and get, you know, 
and try to try to set a goal for yourself. Like maybe, hey, I'm going to try to climb this tree and I'm, I'm going to see if I can do the whole thing without using a pole saw. I'm going to climb to every corner, you know, and try to find, find set goals for yourself in the same way you might while you're rec climbing on your work climb that helps you get the job done and also helps you kind of learn and expand your skills a little bit. Yeah. I think we were talking when I learned how to climb, that's kind of like the first steps as you get to a nice comfortable crotch and we have these long silky telescoping pole saws, you know, and you just reach around, get everything you can move over to a next comfortable crotch and do that. And then I don't know. One day, I guess I just realized this sucks climbing with a pole saw hanging out your belt. This really sucks. So I'm just going to try to get out there and get everywhere I can. And now it's like, if I need one, a six foot pole sock section will do, you know, yeah, whatever I need for the most part. Yeah. That, that's a good way to think of it. Like, see how short of a pole saw you can limit yourself yeah. to. <laughs> you know, you might need to do like 12 or 18 feet to start with, but then work your way, you know, down to a six foot pole saw. Yeah, I was and climbing, then see if you can do that it with climb, that. I referenced that big white oak chasing mistletoe. The buddy I was climbing with didn't bring a pole saw. Like he, he just, he never really learned that way. Is what he told me. It was yeah. always like you can't make the best cuts. You know, you might as well try to get out there, which is kind of a cool way to learn. You know, you're gonna. Yeah. Oh, he's totally. a he's a badass climber. He's not wrong. Dude. Yeah. No, no, yeah. that's a great. So way he to didn't do it. bring it, but I was like, dude, this is a mistletoe job. <laughs> so yeah. he, he gets up there and uses my pole saw for that upper portion of the canopy. But then, yeah. you know, once you get a little bit of like scope on your rope, you know, totally um, a little pendulum. Yeah, rope you're scope. able to. Yeah, yeah a little rope, rope scope. scope. <laughs> <laughs> you're able to get around without a pole saw. Another good way to get around without a pole saw, just a little trick, which might might be kind of uh, elementary, but maybe there's someone out there that doesn't know this. Uh, little people trick. of all levels yeah. listen to this, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you don't have a pole saw and you're trying to advance, you're you're throwing your your doubled rope, basically just tossing your line with your snap hook or your carabiner, <laughs> and then you kind of whip it to come down, and it's too far away for you to reach. Oh, yeah. Where you'd normally need a pull saw to pull it back towards you. You can take the tail of your rope and then pull out a bunch of slack from your pressic or Blake Sitch or whatever you're climbing on. And then wrap it around where the carabiner or the snap hook is by kind of like swinging the rope and getting it to wrap around the carabiner there. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And then you can pull, pull it back to you. To you yeah. Going fishing. To, yeah. Be able to, to be able to retrieve that. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that because I went to Arbor Fest uh, down in Sacramento, you know, two, three years ago now. Really? And someone showed that trick and everyone was like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a really There's good some one. of those old tricks that are lost. I know you've showed, you showed me a few things. <laughs> I'm like, funny. man. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember you shimmying the rope up a spar. Yeah. You know, we didn't set one before we came down to pull the, the little spar over you know yeah and you just kept standing back and throwing bites of the rope up and it like climbed up the back of a tree yeah like, it wasn't sweet. huge it was like maybe no. 20 feet no. something like that but yeah. there's enough stubs on the back so i could just whip a loop into it and get up to the next stub and then step it back and then whip a loop the other side and just kind of work it up yeah, it was cool and it just that's all just playing you know it, it I'll I'll set a lasso when when i have to set lines like that i'll i'll set a lasso in the the lower down rope and I'll try to lasso the top of the tree. Yeah. And I'll give myself like three or four shots at it, you know. <laughs> and and I get it maybe what a quarter of the time, half I've the seen time. You get it. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen it. It has happened. Every it now and then I'll happened. hit a good shot. And yeah, and when I do, it's fun. You and mean the top you, of a pole that you're spurred into? 
No, no, when like on the ground. you know, there's like a 25 foot pole, uh, uh, spar left, and you're gonna fell okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll just set up a lasso, and I'll be like, nice. "Who wants to?" Usually, nobody's like, "Yeah, I'll lasso it with you." you know? That's when you need the super stiff static blue water. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would make it easier. But you can I get it with chaps and spurs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can get a loop going still, you know. But you know, uh, more than more than it being an efficient way to do it you know, kind of getting back to the wreck versus work. <laughs> that's where it mixes. You know, this is what we do for a living. Have some fun with it, man. Yeah. You, you know, if you can, it might take another couple minutes, right? But if you have fun and it just brings the overall morale of the crew up, it that, that's a win in my book. That I mean, that's what we're talking about by bringing that wreck element into the work and helping improve the situation that way. You know? Yeah. Corey, do you have any tips uh, or tricks? The one that I've been thinking about integrating, uh, reintegrating into my climbing system, I used to climb with a uh, double, double-ended lanyard, mm-hmm. and I, I, I want to start reintegrating yeah. that. Um, I, I have the ART positioner, too, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't really lend itself to that, but I think I'm just going to start clipping a another pressic on the other end of that and then get a, a snap or a carabiner on the end of my climb line, or nice. uh, sorry, on the end of my, my lanyard, nice. and start doing that, because a lot of these limb walks, it, I'm, I'm out there, and I... I think to myself, I wish I had another lanyard. I could just clip in right here and then just inch forward, you know, a little bit further on this limb walk, but I never do. And yeah. it, I just find myself in that situation so much. I just need to start doing it. I bet it's one of those things where it's just going to like, you'll do it and then it'll completely change. Like how you climb and be like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going back to a single yeah. lanyard again. Yeah. I, I remember a simple one was changing from my upper D's to my lower D's. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I climb oh, with a yeah. much longer lanyard now. But just that feeling, it feels more like a tie-in, like you're sitting in your saddle versus pulling on your yeah. kidneys and it, your hips. So you yeah. can hang out in that. And I've been using that like, oh, I have a second climbing system rather than yep. just a work positioning lanyard now. Yeah, because it, it Small little it. change that just completely opened up and changed the way I climb. Yeah, it, it spreads it between your legs and your hips, mm-hmm. kind of like your bridges. Yeah, it yeah. feels so, like your bridge. Yeah, so yeah. it really does kind of, if you got a long lanyard, just like you're saying, you got mm-hmm. another climbing setup. That's I was awesome. thinking about that lanyard today. Uh, There's a situation where, I was, you know, flatlining out a little bit, and I would, you know, was already lanyarded in, and I was thinking that exact, like, I wish the other side of my lanyard was a lanyard because then I could go up and just start monkey tailing up that all while being tied in. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's kind of on my mind right now. Cause I was also flatlined this morning in uh, that honey locust. It was when I was in the locust too. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Locust, huh? Crazy. Flatlining yeah. flat a locust. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's been a long time. When I first got a lanyard, I just had a Prusik. And so I could, I would do that a little bit, but I like the idea of having the ART cause that, you know, that's my favorite way to do it's, the lanyard. It's, it's the best thing ever. And then having a little prusik on that you can just, boom, slap onto that and go. I think if I had a tip, yeah, it would be to not forget to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh-huh. like, don't clench your jaw if you can help it. I don't know. Sometimes it's really easy to get worked up when you're in a stressful situation or doing something for the first time or... Just having a bad day, but if, uh, I feel like we all know when we get to the point where we're just like really tense, where we're just not like not functioning, I guess properly. Yeah, so just kind of every once in a while, <laughs> check in with yourself. And yeah. what were you gonna say, Rob? I was gonna say that um, 
it's one thing that I've been thinking about in terms of training new people that are coming on. It's something I've been uh, talking to some some people that are working with us is that you really want to figure out the right pace at the right time. Yeah, because there's times when you you should be hustling and and pumping it up and working your butt off. There's times when you should be slowing down and just really making sure that you're observing everything that's going on around you and everything's dialed in and yeah. you're yeah. you're not like getting ahead of yourself because you're gonna you're miss something you're gonna miss something. Yeah. yeah. So just understanding the appropriate pace for the appropriate time. That's yeah. good advice. You know? Yeah. And if you're not, like, checking in with yourself and making sure that you're still having a, you know, pretty okay time and you're... Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I it gets... It's unsafe if you're not letting uh, the proper amount of blood rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah it, you get in those stressful situations. Yeah. I find myself, like, getting ready to take a top or something like that, and you just take a, a few moments to, like... Breathe and mm-hmm. just recenter yourself. It's gonna be okay. You've done this a million times. It'll be all right. And or then, twice. Or twice. Yeah. <laughs> or this the, is your the first guy time. <laughs> the guy who taught me to climb would shout that up there sometime. Are you are you breathing? Yeah. 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 Do you need like, water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's really important. Yeah. yeah. It sounds oh, funny, yeah. but you know, it, you breathe. It is important. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I think I was. No, I'm like, <laughs> still here. Yeah. Yeah. Now that like you mentioned it, I'm yeah. not sure. How do I do this? My face feels a little purple right now. What what I try to think of is uh, four seconds in, six seconds out. Yeah. If you do that three or four times, that'll calm you down pretty quick. If you, mm-hmm. well, I, I find that I breathe yeah, through my in nose, through the nose, nose out through the mouth, yeah, yeah. in so through I the nose, like out through the mouth. Ninety percent of the time, I breathe through That's my nose. Not the way to go. I'm, I'm definitely a mouth breather. I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> 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 mouth breather. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I breathe through my nose. Like yeah. if I'm if I'm just cruising. Yeah. But if I'm Pumping it up, obviously, you need a little more airflow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, take breaths when you need to. And I was thinking of a basic climbing tip the other day. Um, it's something that happened to both you and I in that maple tree. Do you remember going out on the limb walk and the, <laughs> the rope was caught on a little stub and released a little bit? Yeah, and then and suddenly... Went for a little swing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that happened to me a couple of days later when I was climbing the same tree, the same spot. So it's super important to always check in on where your rope is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I find myself just doing that all the time. I was in like work climb or rec climb mode, swinging around. We should just cut that. Thinking I was the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Not checking in on myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Check in with yourself and your gear, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Watch your gear as you use it or whatever. Look at your rope. Know where your rope is Mm -hmm. all the time. Because yeah, we were out on a limb walk and it was just over this tiny little nub. We get like. S- the same exact thing happened to me that happened to you. It was just a surprising amount of flex that the small nub made. It's that, it's that lowest <laughs> limb, that really fun limb walk. Yeah. We get all the way out yeah. there, and then it just releases, and you know, you fell. I think you I know showed that. up that day when I fell off that limb. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I know what spot you're talking about. It's yeah. the, the low one that's really long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had that same I don't know if it's the exact same nub cuz I'm not sure which nub you're talking about, but I've on that one there's a spot where you kind of have to whip your rope. Yeah. 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 But I remember learning to climb and that's something that the, my teachers always taught me was like always check in on your rope cuz you know, they would always say, "Hey, it's on a stub that's going to release," you know. Always yeah. check in on that. Always check in on that. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're like moving, look up, see what's going on, you know. That's another good tip. <laughs> which is another good reason why your 
if you're doing a big limb walk like that, you want to be facing your rope and keeping an eye on it the whole time on your way out. I mean, obviously you're not going to, you're going to break eye contact with that periodically, but if you're watching your rope and if you're facing it the correct way and then walking with your back out towards the tip of the limb, then you're not going to run into those situations as, yeah. as yeah. much. I usually go side, so I yeah. can kind of yeah. look up and yeah. look down and look up, but the, the point is still the same. Yeah. you yeah. got to be yeah. able to have an eye on where, yeah. on both, you know, what you're going to, What's behind you as well as what's in front of you? Yeah, I'll check on it. I think the important thing is okay if you're if you're facing your rope, then you're you're waiting your rope, right? Right. So that's the important thing. Even if you move when you're doing a limb walk, you want your weight in your rope. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, sideways is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I guess squared up to the rope in mm-hmm. a way that your weight's on it. That's yeah. that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It can also be a good idea to bring a strap with you. If you're out there, you can girth hitch a strap for a foothold while you're making your yeah. cut. Oh yeah, I started doing that more and more. It yeah. was a trick I learned a while yeah. back, but I never. <laughs> a little, this is why I'm here. Never a little used stirrup. It. I suggested it to you in that in that red maple. Oh yeah, you yeah. did. I showed I showed a, <laughs> I, I showed my coworker that the other day. You know, I was in an ash tree with no foothold, trying to get this yeah. reduction cut, and nice. yeah, I just pull out a loopy. Damn, that's what Put you were talking about. Yeah, step on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it. I actually Get made comfortable. My, I made myself a special sling for that. Oh, oh nice. Cool. nice. I, I uh, spliced together. It's got uh, a shoe on it. It's, it's got a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's super comfortable. Man, let me tell you. No, it's it's a it's an ultra sling that I made out of three eighths inch ten x, and nice. it's probably. <gasps> I spraced it. <laughs> it's probably six feet long, probably. And then you can loop it around there. And then it's nice because it has the integrated footholds. So oh, yeah. you don't have to worry about, because I find with, I was using straps for the longest time, but I found with them that you'd have to sit there and fight with it. And sometimes they'd come loose or whatever. But with this, you have integrated footholds at different lengths. So yeah. it's just, you cinch it up and then you're good to go. Nice. Yeah, I've got those rock climbing, aid, aid climbing ladders. Yeah. I've yeah. got those two that I use. Yeah, oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> one of those tricks where you kind of hit yourself in the head when you see it. You're like, whoa, of course. That, that makes so much <laughs> I, sense. I'm hitting yeah. myself in the head because <laughs> you were well, telling me to do that. And like, yeah, and I had used it, and then it was one of those things where I never used again, but now I've been em- employing it again because I always have a loopy uh, on me, and it's easy to do. I can't believe I went three weeks ignoring the great advice that you gave yeah. me. Well, yeah, <laughs> you'll never hear it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never you had again. one shot. Unless, unless you listen to this podcast, then you can hear it whenever you want. <laughs> well, then thanks, Rob, I guess. <laughs> but you'll only be able to hear it if you give us a five-star review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, another and like and subscribe. Yeah, like <laughs> and subscribe. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah another uh, trick that I was messing around with, I was uh, climbing on the rope runner, and uh, you know how you'll do uh, set up a pulley on a ascender when you're limb walking. Yeah. To kind of go triple line out, I didn't have the ascender with me. So I just took my strap and my pulley off of uh, my harness and just hooked it up to the tree like to a branch on the tree right there. Yeah. And so I just did the same thing, you know, and it, it worked great. Nice. You know. Hell yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was thinking about you the whole, actually, I think you were in the tree you next were, to me and we, I was yeah. like, Corey, Corey, look what I'm doing, Corey. I'm doing your trick only without an ascender. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could yeah, tie just, a, a prusik with the webbing loop too. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to see how it felt being at a little bit of a different angle and, you know, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it'll work great either way, but uh, yeah, kind of. Prusik or clementized? 
Either way. Yeah. Uh, is it a climbing heist? Jurassic? I've done the, the yeah, climb heist or climbing heist, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. do that. Yeah. That's what I always tie with the with the webbing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've done that. And then what's, is it the English Prusik where you. The English is, is, it looks like a climb heist, except it's, it has the two the loops eyes. in the middle. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so English Prusik is. Oh, we're dumb. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> Look this up. Uh, yeah. an, an English, an English Prusik is the one that doesn't have, I think it's an English Prusik if it has a, a double spliced eye. So if, if it's open on one end, it, it's mm. a it's a clem heist. I think if it's a closed loop, closed loop. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I always use the clem oh, heist with the you know, if you're putting a pulley midline, setting up a Z drag or something. Basically, I use it a lot, and it works great. I found that it's like just as good as a pressic. Showing Rob the English pressic on YouTube. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> perfect for a podcast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, but not with. Would you use that with webbing? Yeah. So, with webbing right, on, on my, rope. Yeah, on my lanyard. You know how people have that little thimble on a prusik yeah. that they'll have on the end of their lanyard yeah. for like choking off. Yeah. I just use a little piece of webbing tied in an English prusik, and then it stows like super nice. It's really light. It's not you know a big bulky thing. But yeah, works perfect. I'm you just can't, wondering on you intense, can't, like, intense loads. Like if you were to use it for rigging. Yeah, I don't know. I it's I feel comfortable for work positioning, not like ascending, descending, or intense loads. I don't know. It's for me. I just it's a work positioning kind of thing. For those, it's the heat resistance on them because you have all that. It's all compacted like that, and when you have those weird loads on it, it'll burn through the the pressing or the the webbing if it's not heat resistant. So on on a rigging scenario, I don't think it's unless it's more rated. I don't think it's it's a it's a good scenario for I that. Can't wait to listen to this later and Google everything. <laughs> yeah. and figure out. Delete what the <laughs> foothold thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jamie, your ratings are really low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I gotta stop us. We're tree okay. nerds. We're gonna just keep going. We gotta make some. We gotta make some follow up videos. Andrew, we gotta cut down the tree. <laughs> it's got to go, man. It's yeah. got to go. I feel like we should hang out and talk about tree stuff sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is, is the reason... Maybe we should do a podcast about Yeah, the reason Maybe. we d- are doing this podcast is because these are the conversations we'd have just <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, man, we got to make a tree podcast. This is, you know, this is what we do. We talk trees, you yeah. know. <laughs> All right, so before we wrap it up, I want to... Y- Something we don't we haven't really done to this point because we're just having conversations and it's not really a natural part of the conversation. But like Corey was saying, look us up on iTunes, give us five star reviews, give us awesome comments. That's how you not only because it makes us feel good when we read awesome comments, but that's how it helps grow the podcast. Even if we don't deserve it, just yeah, give just us five stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could give us two stars. I think you guys are inviting like trolls right now. <laughs> yeah. and you know what? That's all right. That is a hundred percent okay. Give us no stars. Just just give us attention. That's all we want. I I, I wonder how troll. many. Yeah. Someone, someone named uh, yeah. what was the name? <laughs> Nasty oh, Nard. Oh. Nasty Nard. Yeah. No, I wasn't a troll. Yeah. No. So if you make no. it to this point of the podcast, I doubt you're a, that much of a troll. <laughs> you're probably a tree nerd too. 
Uh, shout yeah. out to Nasty Nerds. Yep. Yeah, Nasty So nerds. what what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to read the five-star comment. So if you want your comment read by someone that's dyslexic, and then... Uh, that's really good at climbing trees. But that's, yeah, but has spent most of his time climbing trees and not reading. Then uh, come on and uh, add a add a five star review, and I will read the comment. All right. So, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, the uh, the first comment we got was uh, from the Norris Tree Hugger. Nice. He gave us five stars. Great nice. arborist discussion, round table with lots of experience, science, and good laughs. Heart emoji. <laughs> that heart emoji really sold that review. Yep. So right on. Thank you, Norris Tree Hugger. Appreciate it. And then uh, we've got three of these. So the next one is from Nasty Nards. Nasty Nards. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Nasty Nards. <laughs> uh, the title was Six Stars. Uh, tree thinking is well uh, is timed, well spent. Love all the perspectives and chill vibes from the hosts. So right on, Nasty Nards. Appreciate yeah. the shout-out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should be a guest. Yeah. 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 Reach out uh, Reach out to us at treethinkingpodcast at gmail, Nasty Nards. And no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the story of yeah. how this name came to be. Yeah, yeah I'm actually we have to know. seriously yeah. It's got to be tree related. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, shower nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the last one, great podcast, uh, awesome podcast, great information, and very helpful, and covers lots of different things. It's from Steve Vladkia. Is is the name? So thanks, Steve. Vladkia. Thanks, yep. Nasty Nards. <laughs> thanks, Norse Tree Hugger. Yeah. You guys are yep. great. Y'all are great. And those are the uh, the three comments. And there's other people, seven people put gave us uh, five-star reviews. Wow. If, if you guys had just added your name in a comment, <laughs> I would have read it for you. <laughs> um, and it's it's been cool. It's been out for a little bit now. And you, you can see people have listened from, you know, Korea and Japan and Italy. We've got a, a handful of people in Australia and the U.K. So shout out to the Aussies and uh, to the blokes over in the UK and yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, reach out again. The email address is tree thinking podcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in hearing us, uh, look into something, give us recommendations on ideas to talk about stuff or yeah, whatever's clever. We, we appreciate you guys listening. It's a lot of fun to do it. And so, uh, it wouldn't happen without you guys. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, maybe a cool thing is send us a story you have on a previous topic we covered or something. Oh, big yeah. time! Yeah. We could read it on on or an episode if we think it's yeah. If, if questions we, too. Questions, questions stories. I like the idea of doing uh, close calls Ooh, yeah. segment. So if you've had any close calls that we can throw out there that uh, will help people learn uh, and help them stay safe, I think that'd be cool. Or just cool stories. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, yeah. So yeah. so reach out. Yeah, the more mail we get, we could get like a mail call segment on this show and that would be awesome. I could I could even that. see a Q&A episode if oh. we got enough emails from people where we could just answer answer questions and so hey, anything's possible. If you got an idea of what you want a segment to be, yeah, come chat us talk out. to you. We want to talk to everyone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And uh, another thing that I definitely want to shout out, go to Tree Stuff. You can find the uh, podcast there. 
and so yeah check tree stuff out they've got they've got an awesome website lots of awesome uh, materials you know they have not paid us to say anything like that we're just saying it because we appreciate their support of us doing this um so you can find the the website there and uh <laughs> and while you're on tree stuff, you can buy a captain's hook. Oh, <laughs> the captain's hook in the, at the last yeah, minute. The, un, the unofficially licensed and well endorsed, unofficially endorsed product of Tree Thing Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, <laughs> hit us up. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't pay us a dime. We just love it so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, one thing about tree stuff that we were talking about tips and tricks earlier. Uh, I just wanted to mention again, totally not a plug, but. I have been watching those community expert videos from the contest that they had. Yep. Um, and there's some cool stuff nice. in there. Yeah. So check my, it out. There, yeah, there's some like useful tips and oh. useful tips and tricks in there. Um, one one fella uh, took an acorn cap, and you can you can whistle with an acorn cap just like in between your fingers. It's it's just a, yeah, huh. just little stuff cool. like that. You know, like I never thought that I, I would uh, I would yeah. see that That'll on there. increase. Productivity. <laughs> Bunch of climbers at the top of the tree. It's with safety, okay? Whistling. It's safety. Yeah, what do you do if you, yeah. you're Oh, we got yeah. an oak tree. All right. Yeah. Practice our whistling. Well, maybe I mean, what we should do is uh, we should all watch one of those and then break it down on the podcast. Could, cool. You know, Sounds it good. could be kind of a, yeah. a fun little thing where we could uh, share some of that information and uh, give, give our two cents whatever they're worth. I yeah. love it. Anyways, Le- some probably cool less than two cents. Probably less than cool two cents, but we could do it. But Sweet. Shall we do final thoughts? Yeah, about that's wreck climbing. Final thoughts on wreck climbing. Rob, go. Um, the next stop's the top. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. That was so succinct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think just get out there. If you want to progress as a climber, especially a new climber, you know, go out with someone and go to a park, find a cool tree and, you know, do some limb walks, swing around. It's, it's definitely, you'll level up very quickly and go to a climbing competition. You don't have to compete, but go watch. Like, like I said earlier, that's the best training you'll get for free. Or if you enter, you know, it's a small fee. Nice. I, uh, my birthday is next week <laughs> and so t- it's kind of a tangent here, but, um, <laughs> but I'm like, what do I want to do for my birthday? It's supposed to be sunny. On Thursday. So I think I'm uh, thinking of going to Perkins Peninsula and climbing. There's a really big, beautiful Pacific Madrone that's kind of like tangled up with an Oregon white oak. That's where the land meets the water. It's gorgeous. And um, so that's where I'll be. (laughs) And I know that anyone that does what we do and loves doing it as much as we love doing it would probably be doing something similar on their special day. And so I think... um, you know, it kind of goes back into the the lifestyle aspect of our our livelihood. Um, and I think the more you do it, you know, like we were all saying, when you rec climb, you're a little bit more willing to or more capable of, you know, do it, trying new things out because you don't have that time crunch. So mm-hmm. I my takeaway is I'm excited for <laughs> for doing that next week. Nice celebrating. Yeah, we. We work such a cool job. There are so many people who who come and um, you know take a look at what we do and are just blown away by just the fact that we get a get paid to do this. And I I, I have to think back to the the story that Andrew told at the beginning. Just people hating their job and hating what they're doing. 
I cannot wrap my head around that. Like, just get out and climb some trees. Find a way to find the fun in this. It's mm-hmm. it is an inherently fun thing to do. This there's nothing about this that should. I mean, it's it's work. Yes, it's hard, but it's just such a pure, uh, just a beautiful thing. Like you you have to find that within it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I I don't know, man. You just you just got to find it. If you don't find it there, then find it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. If you don't find it there, find make it an somewhere. acorn whistle. Yeah, yeah, make an acorn whistle. <laughs> hey, maybe that's your passion. Yeah. Chase that passion, man. Chase it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring that in <laughs> to work one day. Oh, yeah. You're going to be so jealous. Yeah. you, you got to bring like four or five yeah. of them for everybody. Yeah. There'll a, be plenty on the ground. <laughs> 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 like I'm acting like I'm bringing it in. Like <laughs> yeah. I'll bring some too. <laughs> <laughs> so you are into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I think my final thought is, you know, kind of along the line of what you were saying, Corey, is we have such an awesome job. And if you get to the point where you're not having fun doing it anymore, you're doing it wrong and you need to change your mentality and wreck climbing might be the way to change that mentality. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only like we talked to at length, there's so much you can learn, you know, from perspective to, you know, just becoming better friends with the people you work with. But, you know, this job is an awesome job if you love it. And if you don't love it, it's a bad job because it's a lot of hard work. And, yeah. it, you know, it's not it's not a job for someone who's not enjoying themselves. So, you know, find that mentality, learn those lessons that you get from a, a work climb or from a rec climb and apply it to your work climb. You know, they're really they cross over and it's all climbing trees. It's all having fun, you know. So so just find that. And uh, and like Dan Kraus said, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, with that, I think uh, everybody stay safe and watch your top knot. <laughs>